Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast, a podcast about expanding your creative capacity. Each week, we interview inspiring creatives to help you grow your freelance career. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea Mejia-Madriz, and I'm a part of the artist marketing and partnerships team here at Closer and Closer. I also have my beautiful co-host here with me, Dave Arcade. What's up, guys? I am an artist on the Closer and Closer roster. I specialize in large, elaborate, colorful digital murals, and I try to stuff in as many details as I can in the process. And today, we have the wonderful Joshua, do you go by Joshua or Josh, Noom, He is a Florida-based designer specializing in detailed and bold illustration combined with an organic sense of typography. This is true. If he's not working on a new project, he is probably geeking out over records and sneakers, which I can relate with half of those. Uh, What's up, Josh? How you doing, man? Hey, man. Uh, Doing good, bro. Uh, Yeah, and you can call me Josh. Mom calls me Joshua. Yeah, Um, kind of figured. Either way. Either way. Cool. I don't think Uh, I've ever met a Joshua that goes by Joshua. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 definitely a rarity, but um, I'm I'm happy. It's, it's way. not a good name, if you know what I mean. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's, no, no. it's a fantastic name. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 maybe it's just like uh, if you hear the same song over and over too much, it's you know kind of like overplayed. Maybe that's the same with Joshua. No, I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of the end of the Joshua name. It has a nice like undulation to it, like Joshua, like a wave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is nice, I guess. But, yeah. you know, I'm so used to just hearing Josh, unless my mom's mad at me. So, yeah. Then, uh, yeah, my mom calls me David. Oh, okay. Yeah. David. So, <laughs> I, I'm uh, 100% with you. Um, yeah. So, I wanted to ask, just like kind of right off the bat, um, the most important questions what is the your latest vinyl? Oh, okay. So, I just got it in the mail yesterday, and it's something I ordered uh, several months ago, but it was the 10 year. Uh, repressing of Means Everything to Nothing, which is a Manchester Orchestra record. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, and that's pretty cool, at least to me, because I got the original vinyl at a show when they were touring that album, and now I was able to uh, order the 10-year repressing, which is cool. I knew I shouldn't have asked. My, my son is super into vinyl. And uh, he he's like, yeah, like he came home with uh, Jay Dilla's donuts, and I was like, well, how do you know? Like, how do you know about this? The dude made like one album and then he died. And he's like, Dad, I'm into vinyl. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and like, it's always something I've never heard of. He just got like King Gizzard and the Lizard Lizard Wizard in the mail yesterday. Okay, and, yeah, you know. Yep. So yeah, and then uh, I wanted to ask uh, uh, your latest uh, pair of sneakers. Yeah, man. So the the sneaker thing is something that I've had to kind of just chill. I went crazy a couple <laughs> years ago, um, and now I'm kind of like more appreciate from afar. Um, yep. Mainly some of my own doing, and some of my well, mostly my wife's doing. Yep, I, um, I know what you mean. But uh, honestly, like with the way it is now, I I couldn't get my hands on any of those sneakers if I wanted to. Man, it's uh, I've it's tried stupid. my hand at it. Yeah, I tried my hand at a couple. You know, uh, late last year even, and it's just you just have zero chance. Well, at least I feel like I have zero chance. So I appreciate from afar. Yeah. Um, you know, follow all those like pages on online and stuff to see what's coming. But I, I don't, I don't rock any of them. 
I can't yeah. believe I tried anyway, but yeah, the yeah. sneaker app is, uh, you, you never get what you want. I've gotten yeah. what I, one time I've gotten a pair of sneakers. The last ones when yeah. you were on messaging me on, on Instagram, like making me feel better about my purchase because yeah, they were yeah, women's yeah. sneakers, but I got them in like 12. Dude, like the girls colorways are always the best. Yeah. They're amazing. Like I love them. I was wearing them uh, the other day. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I did, I didn't I'd get it off the sneaker app. I had to go on StockX or something like that. And yeah. it's, it's still yeah. Done. I just ordered yeah. from StockX for the first time in my whole life, like a couple weeks ago. What'd you get? It was, they're just like boring Nike. I don't even know how you say the name, like R Y Z or Riz. I don't know how you say it. They're just like walking shoes, like very plain, oh, all white, but I just really liked them. And so I was like, okay, I'll just try StockX Cause my boyfriend's always on there like shopping for things. Yeah. And it was quite the experience. I was very confused the whole time. Yeah, just wait till you get married. Wait till you get married, and then your attitude will change about him being on there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I skip, I I skip all those sites and just go straight to the fake ones now. (laughs) You can get you can get Jordan One Chicago's off of Wish for forty four bucks, and I'm about to do it just to see what they look like. Mm -hmm. I've gotten. I mean, I don't know if this is something you should admit. But I'll admit it. I, no, no shame in my game anymore. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I have no stock in the the sneaker sneaker uh, game, you know, yeah, uh, world. But um, but yeah, I've gotten a couple pair of fakes. Um, yeah. and I get them in the mail, like you know, six months later from China or something. But <laughs> they are uh, they usually look pretty good, man. And the, you know, the average the average person's not going to know. You know what I mean? So yeah, and um, if they if they do care, then they're not worth their time anyway. That's it, man. And I'd happily get them when they drop, but th- I just can't. So I'm not going to pay, you know, thousand bucks for them. I'll pay, uh, like you said, forty four dollars. <laughs> yes. yeah. Dude, I feel so much better because you know you're one of the coolest dudes in the world. So if you can do it, then I can do nah, it. Nah, nah, Definitely it's all right. Not, it's okay man. to be cool, man. Don't worry about it. Like, there's a lot of people that aren't cool, and they wish they were. And you're a cool guy, so be grateful for it. Um, <laughs> we got to get, we got to get cracking. We're talking about nothing here. Um, we're talking about hey, stuff. yeah, we're talking about sneakers and records. We could do the whole thing about this, man. <laughs> it would be it would be great, trust me. But um, nobody would listen to our podcast. Um, that's right. That's probably right. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's get let's get down to what you do. You are a, a fantastic illustrator. I was going through your Instagram as I do when we uh, interview guests. I know your work, but man, I was just like, dude, this guy is prolific. He posts all the time. It's always quality. Um, so you kind of have this, this cool style. You're, uh, uh, like an old school kind of tattoo aesthetic with, uh, this cool, like nice balance of a really tasteful type. And the first question is like, where does that come from? Like, where did you kind of get inspired to start going down this road with illustration? And then, um, if you could also explain like your process there. So when you get a spark of an idea, like how does that start? And then what's it look like through that process until you're finished? Yeah, so as far as like style-wise, it's something, you know, obviously that's kind of just progressed over years, but I think it's landed in a place now where uh, I enjoy like the simplicity of some of that kind of illustration, you know. Uh, Several years ago before any of this, I I used to paint and I would spend hours and hours and hours on paintings and they pretty much amount to nothing in a, a, you know, painting career. And it's when I simplified these uh, illustrations after being inspired by like, traditional tattoos when I was old enough to get it myself and seeing that work around a place that I was like, I can shift gears here a little and still focus on art that I like, but just simplify things. And that's when 
people started noticing more and I was like, Hey, maybe I'm onto something. And that's kind of how that trail started. Um, so you were getting tattoos, like you have tattoos. And so like, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not this, it's this thing you're living and it's and expressing at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I follow like, you know, handfuls of tattoos and stuff for like inspiration and just to see the way they, you know, draw faces and things like that or hands or things. So, um, definitely like it's it's something that I you know culture wise I guess I'm you know invested in some um so that's definitely where I, I draw a lot of inspiration from and the type side of thing is I just well I obviously mix type in there because it becomes more marketable that way people yeah, can true you know can see a word around illustration and be like well I could put my word around that illustration and then sell it so it was kind of like a strategy and also just made sense at the time. And um, yeah, I was already in like a traditional graphic design job role and that's just kind of morphed into this sort of thing. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. And, and so, yeah, I, I know what you mean with the design background, like your style is uh, a really strong mix of design and illustration. So uh, do you draw things on paper first or do you draw them? Do you use an iPad or, or a Wacom tablet? Yeah, like so what? I'm all up. Yeah, all iPad now. Okay, um, and that's where you, you know, start. So, yeah, so I used to do the whole pen and paper thing, and um, you know, sketches, and then tracing paper, and then using like a sharpie. There was nice. a phase I even used. Yeah, there's a phase I even used like a dip pen and ink just because I thought the lines it created was cool. Yeah. Um, and then the iPad came out, and I was like, I was against it. I was like, no, I'm keeping this. <laughs> paper pen on paper you know old school like it's the way it should be sort of thing and then i used a, a friend of mine one time and i was like i'm supposed to hate this yeah but uh i loved it and honestly man like that's all i use now and it's i was just saying this the other day to someone else but it's like kind of like a crutch now sure <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of you know edges on the side of being you know a bit bad in a way where like now if I use paper, I'm like double tapping paper or like trying to swipe paper, you know, whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's 99% of it now is that. So, yeah, it's fine. I, I don't know what we're losing artistically as technology advances. I'm sure a lot, but, um, it's convenient for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I think artists, artists like 200 years from now are going to be the ones that run into a bit more trouble with like, is this me or is this the, the uh, robot I'm using that's creating this, and that's yeah. where these complexes are going to start. We're we're on the edge. We're not quite that deep yet. But. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get to the point where you like plug into our our temple, like a little quarter yeah. inch jack into our temple. We'll be looking at the program. We'll be thinking something. We'll be like, just do that, and then a circle will appear. And be like, no, do it this way, and then it will be like a three dimensional, like you know, Death Star or something. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, I kind of feel like that sometimes. Like when I'm using Adobe Illustrator, I'm like, okay, perfect circles and then perfect dimension and then the right and then it's shaded the way I want. It's ridiculous. We've totally lost the ability to draw. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, next question I want to ask uh, is uh, kind of has to do with uh, staying disciplined uh, with a certain style. I, I like to dabble in a lot of styles. I think a lot of illustrators do. Um, but that can like work against us, um, especially if you're trying to, you know, establish something that clients want to use in their campaigns. They can't choose a guy who's like, well, this dude doesn't even know what he wants to do. So how do you stay focused on, on this style is kind of my first 
first question. Sorry, these are like super long questions, but um, I, I'm trying to be specific because I want to I want to get to the bottom of this stuff because it's good. Um, so, how do you stay focused on a distinct style? One, and then where do you find inspiration to keep that style going when you're so prolific and you kind of and I'm assuming this. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you feel like you've already drawn everything in that style. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so a part of it is just like, when, especially when it comes to like commercial work, I have to realize like they've come to me for this style. So therefore yeah. I should stick to this style. And it honestly has just been something that I've enjoyed, like being down this path of, you know, where I'm at now, like this kind of creative direction, I've actually enjoyed. So there's not real, most of the time anyway, not real uh, any drive for me to want to like go off course um, there are definitely is days where I see someone else's stuff and I'm like, oh man, I could definitely try something like that. I could do something like that. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a um, smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> smart definitely is a big thing there. Like, and it just it's just kind of yeah, it's a bit fake, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's so, what we're looking at it for sure. So, like, I don't know, and it's kind of like a to any artist or any illustrator or someone that's worked for a certain period of time and kind of develop the style, you're almost like cheating yourself and kind of um, disregarding all the work you've put in just to jump ship to something that's popular. Um, yeah. So you've gone this way, you've put the work in this way, like stick to it and trust your gut in it. And um, if you're just going to jump ships or, you know, whatever, it's not always going to be the, the best best outcome i'm all for trying new styles by the way like i've messed around with some of these things but like when it comes to like work i post and put out there like i want it to be something that like comes from me you know so yeah yeah so authenticity is like a big a big part of it and staying true to who you are is kind of what i'm hearing you say that's that's a good point um yeah the when i was talking to uh you know our, our the, the owner of Closer and Closer, our lead agent, Drew, he he explained it uh, as making a sacrifice to um, kind of leave other styles behind and then stay confident and true, kind of what you're saying, to the style that you're doing. And that there's and when you use the word sacrifice, it's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, you, you do have to make a sacrifice to make a decision. Like, it's a, it might not be as brave as like charging into battle, but as an artist, you know, you're like, hey, I'm hanging my hat on this style and I'm going to move forward and either make yeah. the right decision or the wrong one. And it's either going to be marketable and popular, which matters to commercial artists. It really does. Like, right. or it's yeah, not. for sure. And it, it's not to say that you won't like move on eventually or like your style isn't going to progress over the years and change. Like if you zoom out far enough or scroll down far enough, however you want to say it, you're going to see a progression yeah. that, that's shifted. Mm-hmm. But to to completely leap from that in an attempt to just possibly be someone that or try something that you're not really or something that you're not or who something yeah 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 just, I mean I don't know if that makes sense at all but to me it seems like you know just you're on the path just keep going trek through it and yeah. you'll find yourself on the other side of it so which takes us to a segment called. Things Dave, the things that Dave is not a fan of, which is the Instagram trend where people just draw ultra pretty girl faces. Have you seen this? Like you go through their feed and it's, it's girl after girl. They're actually like kind of incredible. You're like, how did you capture like this face? Right. And they have all these variations on these really, really beautiful girl faces. And 
beautiful girl faces. Well, that's what they are. It's like feed of beautiful girl faces. And there's a ton of these artists on Instagram. And I'm, I'm just going to venture out to say that like they all didn't accidentally stumble onto this idea. They saw that it was popular and they, they followed it. And there's like, yeah, I'm going to get a ton of, ton of followers. But what that's going to lead to is a no man's land of creativity. Like you're not going to get hired for that. And like, what is that? Like, what the hell is that? I, I thought, you know, if you guys haven't seen it, you're, you're better off. It really well, pissed I, mean, me off though. I think, I mean, I just kind of speak from my own experience too, where like several years ago, maybe seven or eight, like I, I did it. Like I saw the hand lettering thing blow up and I, I kind of like put all illustration stuff aside and I was just doing these hand lettering things where each That's piece of viable, was like, yeah, I mean, each piece of type was hand-drawn. I spent hours on crafting this type and stuff and, you know, any kind of, like, illustration I just didn't really worry about um, until I got to a point where I'm like, you know what, this I miss, I miss just the drawing side of, like, things and, you know, mixing the two and stuff. But um, that was something where I kind of, like, saw what was happening and I kind of jumped on it and then realized, you know what, I'm going to take what I learned from trying this and bring it back to what I already do rather than just keep going down a path that maybe mm-hmm. is popular but not something you fully enjoy so um yeah yeah and i think i think that's such a healthy way of looking at it too is kind of you know you allow yourself the room to explore and play because at the end of the day you know it's fun and you want to learn something new but it making sure that you have that commitment to your craft and you know that everything that you're doing is to improve and get further down that path that you've committed to is like so powerful as opposed to feeling like you know you need to hop from one thing to the other and get good at this and good at that just knowing you know i have the space to play i'm allowed to play but at the end of the day you know i'm an illustrator i do this this is what i do and i'm doing it to further that yeah yeah that's That's a good point andre like you got to have the space to play for sure Mm -hmm. just can't go to other um people's playgrounds in different (laughs) states or countries like you can't move into their playground dude you're not you just got here like no i swear (laughs) You can't squat at their playground for three months and never leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, that kind of bring, brings me to my next question, Josh. I know we kind of touched on a little bit of this, you know, finding your style and all of that, but what is some of the best advice that you were given when you were first starting out? Oh, man. Um, and this can be anything. You can take it anywhere. Go back. Remember yeah, what like, I told what? you like years ago. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what did... <laughs> What did Dave tell me when he was bailing me out of jail that one day? (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, if I go back far enough, like to, you know, my art teacher or something, he always instilled the idea in me that I had something with this, you know, Mm -hmm. so I could go back that far or I could, you know, go forward a little more where my mom was the one that pushed me to take graphic design course, you know, the local school here. Um, saying like, hey, you love art, maybe apply it to something that's a little more, you know, will make you, will let you yeah. pay bills sort of thing. <laughs> so, you know, I've had all this advice given to me in those regards, but um, I think some of the advice as, as of late is like the ones that have been most like kind of like helpful in a time where everyone is just eyes, eyes are everywhere on so much different artists, so much different artwork that mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of maybe go astray as we were talking about earlier, but um so advice as of late would be just to kind of like um, in those times, keep your head down and just kind of keep working and trust that your process, not really anyone else's. Um, and yeah, just do what, you know, yeah. you came here to do. Andre, artists things, don't so. listen to advice. <laughs> you know, like we, we get told stuff all the time. We're like, yeah, totally. Okay. I'm going to apply yeah. that. 
And then when it goes yeah. to doing it, we just do what we want. Yeah, yeah. It's more of like a, at least for me, I look back and I was like, oh, that was someone giving me advice back then. That I should have probably have taken. <laughs> and that yeah, I know now, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, back no, then, I definitely true. did not apply it. That was yeah, advice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then someone will ask me, what's advice do you have for me? And I kind of look back at those times and I honestly just, well, someone told me one time to, uh, well, <laughs> you know what? Just do your thing, man. Just do your thing. Just do your <laughs> just thing is the out. best advice. Do really it. Take what you like to do and then do it. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it really is. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was a revelation when I heard uh, James White, who uh, otherwise known as Signal Noise, who was a huge influence on me when I was uh, going to school for graphic design. He said, do what you think is cool. And I was like, hey, I have things I think are cool and I can do those things. And that was it. That's all the advice I needed. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's great to hear somebody that you look up to say something that you kind of already know. <laughs> it's always yeah. comforting, you know, when you're like, oh, that's what I wanted to do anyways. Thank you so much for telling me that. <laughs> yeah, they justify it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, kind of shifting gears a little bit into, you know, more about you, not just your art. Um, a lot of people forget that artists are multifaceted human beings. Um, like we talked about at the beginning, you know, you're super into art, music, vinyl, sneakers, you have a family, you're involved in your church, you know, you do all of these things outside of just your career. Um, to start off, would, did you find it difficult to find balance? Uh, yeah, with, I think with different phases of life comes, you know, trying to balance <laughs> again, you know what I mean? Like you think you're balanced and you got it and then something else happens and you're like, oh, what? Totally. You know, yeah. something new. So, you know, the biggest, biggest jump in that was getting married, learning to balance mm. marriage and work and um, that came at a time where both my wife and I had crazy work schedules where I was full-time and at agency starting to freelance. She was a teacher, um, had so much work outside of the regular nine to five. Mm -hmm. So that was like a, on both of our you know, behalfs, uh, we had to figure that out and then we get to a place where we're like, oh, okay, you know, we got some balance and then we, we have a kid and now it's that whole learning <laughs> that balance. Um, but yeah, I mean, fortunately, like enough now, uh, a little one goes to daycare. So mm -hmm. we have those slotted hours to work. And um, it's when she gets home that it's, for the most part, we try to make it family time. But of course, there's, there's nights and times where things um, got to catch up or something, or there's a deadline or something. And, um, but she's still little enough where she goes to bed early enough to make it happen. But um, <laughs> yeah. How old is she? I mean, She's you don't mind me asking? Two and a half. Yeah, two oh, and a half. That's oh, yeah. so, so <laughs> she's she goes to sleep pretty early, but she's awake long enough to still just wear you the heck out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so she doesn't really just chill, you know? She yeah. Sit and like maybe watch something. She's it's still at a point where she's constantly going and you yeah, constantly yeah, so, have to be watching. And no, they have yeah, a lot no of doubt. energy at that age. Oh yeah. 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 But I mean, it's good. We are we're learning together, you know, learning yeah. to balance all this stuff, and you know, with it, the hobbies and everything, it's just zooming out and just making priority and just learning what those are. And then, if it's a priority, ultimately, you're going to find time for it. Um, yeah. that's a hard lesson to learn too sometimes. But um, but yeah, that's the truth. So yeah, yeah, it, it is. Man, it's great. Just wait until she's older, and you guys have like a little little argument. Or she's like, Dad, can we go do this thing? And you're like, I got a deadline. 
and then how much that will crush you at 1 a.m. when you're trying to finish that deadline. Just wait for that. It's good yeah, time. Yeah. It's good and then as you have more kids, it's multiplied by, by three. I got <laughs> I, I snapped at my uh, my nine-year-old son who was trying to help me. He, we got an Oculus Rift 2 oh. Quest 2 for Christmas. There's this really cool app called Wander. It's Google Maps. And you put it on, and you can like go to the mountains of Austria, and you're there, right? Oh, whoa. It's the coolest thing I've ever experienced with technology, period. Um, wow. And uh, I, and they weren't telling me how to navigate the menus. And I was like, no, which one is it? And then I heard, uh, like, had the mask on, and I heard him cry. You know, he started to cry because <laughs> I snapped at him. Dude, like, that crushed me for a whole day. I, like, took him out yesterday, just him and I, and got him some food. And Anyway, this not relevant, yeah. Dave. Um, so, <laughs> nah, yeah, it, but, it, well, it's, kind of. It's a good transition into family. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying it is, man. Like, I, I, she's two, and I've had those moments already where, like, she doesn't quite understand why I'm frustrated, you know. She's just – and then instantly you kind of have this, like – me and my yeah. wife talk about like she could drive us crazy all day long, and then as soon as we put her down to bed, first thing we do is look at the photos we took of her that day. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, man. Yeah, but yeah, you thought art was important until you had a kid. Um, right, well, speaking exactly. of being like a whole person, family man, you're a new dad. Um, yeah. So how do you how do you plan? So if you do have like a deadline or two, but then it's say your daughter's birthday or some sort of family thing that your wife set up a week ago. Like, how do you, yep. do you, do you plan your week around those things? Do you, or do you like start your day at a certain time and always finish at a certain time or is like your schedule uh, different every day? Yeah. So as far as like work wise schedule, kind of like I have a lot of hours during the day, what I do during those hours work wise changes depending on the project list. But those big things you mentioned, like, you know, family planning things and all that kind of stuff. Um, a new thing I've been using lately is a calendar. I, I never used to <laughs> do any figure. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of used to do my head like, okay, Friday this, Saturday this, and then I don't have anything for, you know, but as life gets busier, um, and I have also have a type one wife who is a very big planner and she's mm. finally convinced me to use a calendar. So the big things I put in the calendar and then work wise, I have just like a list on, that's in my notes. It's always up on my computer. And I just kind of plan my day the night before, like, all right, so tomorrow I should have some time to do this and this and this. And Friday, I can't do anything because we have this going on and got to get everything done by Thursday so that I know that I have to, okay, maybe I don't watch an episode of Cobra Kai on my lunch break today. I actually work through it, you know. Um, yeah, dude. I haven't yeah, started so. watching season three yet. Okay, so so you're, you sound really organized and uh, like well, – don't, mental- let, don't let me – don't let me fool you. There's definitely some clutter like around if I, you know, but I try, I'm trying, I'm trying to get better. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that balance like mentally is, is huge for, for artists, all you artists out there. If, uh, if you're finding that you're not liking what you're doing or if you're struggling, just like I'm drawing pictures for a living, but like, I'm super unhappy. You gotta have balance. It's the only answer. Like if you haven't gone outside in a while, you got to go outside. If you haven't played with your kid, right. Like how does, right. how, like, that's such a, a great recharge for, for creativity is just spending some time with your kid or going outside. It's weird, but it's true. Oh, yeah. It's not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, and I mean, I think, sorry, sorry. I think also creatives kind of sometimes are afraid of that structure. Like you do what you do because you like, you know, creating things and always making new things and working with clients and, 
doing all this super cool creative stuff that sometimes there's that pushback against schedules and rigid things like that. Um, but I think that there, again, like Dave said, there has to be a balance between, you know, that creativity and that rigidity in the scheduling, because otherwise you just kind of float off and get lost and it's hard. It's really hard to come yeah. back down to earth once that happens. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, and then just one more question for you, Josh. Um, yeah. Do you have any like tips or tricks other than the scheduling that you utilize to stay balanced? I know you said that you try to prioritize, you know, everything and, and make sure you have it clear in your head. What kind of got you started on doing that and how, how do you continue to do that today? Um, I just, there's just been several times where I've just taken on too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I used to be able to like kind of just work through all that. And then it just came a point now with the family and things that like, it's not really worth it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think just, you know, keeping in mind, like, again, going back to like priority and what is priority here, um, mm-hmm. helps me to go back to like planning different things. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. I just noticed my wife is sitting right there. And I kind of looked over. <laughs> has she been there the whole time? I like, think I'm so. talking as about I'm, you. She's like, as, I'm trying, as I'm trying to talk about planning and stuff, she's probably looking over like, you don't know nothing about planning. <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing, eating her salad. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you kind of learn your priorities and you just kind of make things work, you know, according to those. So, um, yeah, I mean, no real tips or tricks per se, but just kind of just knowing what needs to get done and then mm-hmm. knowing what you like to enjoy and then just mixing the both in a healthy way. So, yeah, um, I think, I think you're, uh, well, I don't know how you give yourself credit on this one, but I'll give you credit for, for knowing um, not to take on too much. I think that that is um, one of the biggest traps that you can fall into as an illustrator is. I've got to get ahead. I've got to, I've got to produce. I got to stay ahead of everybody. I got to get stuff done. I got to prove to myself that I'm great at this. I got to prove it to everybody. Like it is all these crazy reasons or you're just a workaholic and um, we tend to, to get overloaded. And if, if you can, like you have, if you can recognize that you're taking on too much and that you should stop doing that first off, that's hard to do. And I, I applaud you for doing that. And second, it, again, if you're always drawing, then you can't be inspired. You have to right. step away. It's like, right. you, you know, you have to have context, right? So right. I, I think that's really cool that you know that. I, I know you put it kind of in this, uh, um, what's uh, a way of saying this, sort of play it down a little bit, but I think you're doing a fantastic job of the the work-life balance. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, like I said, you think you balance and all of a sudden something new will pop up. But right now, yeah, I feel like, we're onto something a little bit, so yeah, you're onto something for sure. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Awesome. Well, last but not least, Josh, before we let everybody go and move on with our days, where can people find yeah. you? Yeah, you guys want my home address or <laughs> yeah, uh, your home kidding. address? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean just the normal places: Instagram, um, website is joshuanoon.com. Instagram is joshuanoon. Um, I have a Twitter. I don't really go on there. Um, unless like some crazy NBA trade has happened or something like that. Um, yeah, that's just Joshua Noom too. But again, I don't really use it. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh, and I wanted to think I lost 30 pounds last year because of Noom. So, Ah, yeah. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. 
Yeah, that's a little side business I got going. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that on the next episode. Yeah, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Cool. I will say I wish I would have got Noom.com before that whole thing went down. Oh, my gosh, dude. I missed it. I missed yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that erases yeah. everything we just talked about for the past hour. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. All right. All well, right. thank you so much, Josh. Thanks, I really Josh. appreciate you being here. You're a rad dude. Thanks, yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Closer and Closer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to receive the latest episodes. You don't want to miss some of the incredible conversations that we have coming up. They'll be full of powerful insight to help you reach your full creative potential. To find out more about us, visit www.closerandcloser.co.